Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode 15 of the GCSA podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hollister, the editor-in-chief of Golf Course Management Magazine, better known as GCM, and I'm uh, happy that you've decided to check out this episode of the podcast and hope that you've been able to catch some of the previous episodes uh, of the podcast that we've done that have featured conversations with folks like Curtis Tyrell, CGCS MG, Mark Claude Felter, and Sean McNerney from Bear Environmental Science, and Jim Brosnan, PhD from the University of Tennessee. If you happen to miss any of those or the other uh, 14 episodes that we have done, I'd encourage you to check out the archives wherever it is you get your podcast. You're going to find a lot of good stuff there. On this episode, we are going to talk politics. Okay, not really. I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk politics, but we are going to talk government affairs and GCSAA's advocacy efforts through the lens of the association's grassroots ambassador program. So in doing that, I am excited to welcome two folks who are closely associated with the grassroots ambassador, and that's GCSAA's Michael Lee, who administers the program as the association's manager of government affairs, and Kyle Barton, the GCSAA Class A superintendent at Tamashanner Country Club in West Bloomfield, Michigan, and he is one of those grassroots ambassadors. Kyle is paired with Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow and has also forged uh, some strong connections with his local representative, who is Haley Stevens, who represents the 11th Congressional District in the state of Michigan. So we will talk to Kyle about how he's built and developed those relationships. We will also give you the scoop on the grassroots ambassador program itself, how it works, and go over some of the exciting government affairs events that will take place at the upcoming golf industry show in Orlando, Florida, uh, including an appearance by former Speaker of the House, John Boehner, which is pretty cool. So if you're an existing grassroots ambassador, have an interest in becoming one, or just want to learn more about how GCSAA is advocating on behalf of all superintendents, I think you're really going to dig my conversation with Michael Lee and Kyle Barton. As always, we want to thank everyone over at Bayer for their continuing support of this podcast. They remain a company committed to helping golf course superintendents thrive through a combination of great technical expertise and innovative solutions like Flex Solutions and the StressGuard line of fungicide products. You can learn more about Bayer and the StressGuard product line by going to es.bear.us and clicking on the Turf and Ornamentals Management link at the top of that page. Once again, that's es. .bear.us, then look for Turf and Ornamentals Management. So with that, let's get after it. Episode 15 of the GCSA podcast and my chat with Michael Lee and Kyle Barton about the association's grassroots ambassador program and the association's government affairs efforts. Well, I've started these conversations with a lot of uh, my own personal uh uh, touches with the topics that we're covering. And so I'm going to do the same here. And uh, um, I, I don't necessarily consider myself a very political person, but uh, one of the things I've gotten to do uh, in my job here at GCSA with uh, GCM Magazine is actually uh, uh, attend National Golf Day and get a chance to see GCSAA's government affairs and advocacy efforts uh, up close and personal. Uh, at first, it was really just uh, uh, me there to chronicle those conversations uh, and those events uh, for the magazine, but uh, but as time went on and uh, got a little more comfortable and uh, a little more adept at the uh, at the uh, uh, topics of the day, uh, actually had a chance to participate, and, it, and it's one of the favorite things that I get to do every year. And 
I wanted to share that as a good introduction to to our conversation today on the uh, on GCSA's Grassroots Ambassadors uh, program and. Um, a uh, lot going on there, and we're going to get into all of that. And I have uh, two folks joining me uh, uh, today. First in the room with me here in Lawrence, Kansas, is Michael Lee. Michael is the GCSA's Manager of Government Affairs. He administers the uh, Grassroots Ambassador uh, Program. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad you're here. And uh, we also have uh, someone who's actually in the trenches, who is an actual Grassroots Ambassador, uh, working with uh, legislators in his area, and that's Kyle Barton. Kyle's the uh, GCSAA Class A Superintendent at Tama Shanter Country Club in West Bloomfield, Michigan. Uh, that's in the Detroit area, an 11-year member. And Kyle is paired with uh, Senator Debbie Stabenow, uh, a Democrat, and also has done some work with a uh, uh, representative in his area, Haley Stevens, and we'll get into all of that. And Kyle, thanks for taking some time to, uh, to join us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Scott. Thanks, Michael. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I think first off, I'm gonna. I, I will turn to Michael here, and I, I'm. A, I'm. A, my assumption is that most listeners uh, to this podcast are going to have a really good idea of what the program is. But let's just kind of pretend that no one knows what what a grassroots ambassador is, what the program is, and Michael, just have maybe have you kind of start off. Tell us what the program is, what its goals are, um, and, and the kind of some of the progress that has been made in the uh, with the program up until now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the Grassroots Ambassador Program, as you mentioned, Scott, is uh, is a program that I manage here at GCSAA, and it's something that I'm really excited about. Um, I think a lot of members are familiar with the program. We talk about it quite a bit, so I'm not going to start exactly from square one, but certainly we'll give you an overview of what the program is and what we strive to do with it. Um, so really, the Grassroots Ambassador Program is our way of connecting directly with members of Congress um, at the district level, you know, at the grassroots level, and it it really complements our direct lobbying efforts. So we have Bob Helland, our Director of Congressional and Federal Affairs, who's based full-time in Washington, D.C., and he spends much of his time on the Hill working with members of Congress and their staff on issues important to golf course management. And uh, of course, Hava McKeel is here in Lawrence, Kansas, and she's our Director of Government Affairs, and she does a lot of work with regulatory agencies at the federal level. Uh, and then, of course, I provide a little bit of backup on some of those issues and also manage our state and local affairs. But having grassroots support for those direct lobbying efforts is is critical to advancing our priority issues agenda, which I know that we'll get into in just a little bit. So it's really important to connect with members of Congress um, at the grassroots and at the district level. They want to hear from their constituents about what's most important to them in their daily work uh, there within the congressional district. And so we found that the best way to really make those connections is by advocating in person. The Public Affairs Council um, reports that 83% of congressional staff say advocating in person is the most effective way to impact decisions made uh, by Congress. And so GCSA members can do that uh, at home. You don't have to go to Washington, D.C. You mentioned National Golf Day. We certainly encourage as many people to join us in D.C. every year for National Golf Day as, as possible. But, but the whole point is you don't have to go all the way to D.C. to connect with members of Congress and to advocate. You can do it right there at home and you can do it at your golf course as well. Um, so, you know, we, we provide that opportunity through uh, the Grassroots Ambassador Program. Our goal is to have all members of Congress, that's 535, there's 435 in the House and 100 in the Senate. Our goal is to have all of them paired with a GCSA member by the end of 2020. 
So we currently have 377 ambassadors. And so, you know, in the meantime, the, not only are we recruiting, but, but our goal is to get ambassadors working and communicating with members of Congress they're paired with. And they can do that uh, in a whole host of ways that we'll get into uh, on the podcast. Great overview. Um, making a lot of progress. Um, that's, a, that's a lofty goal. It's a big number and trying to find uh, you know, members and all those. But uh, um, there's, as you mentioned, a lot of guys who've stepped up. Kyle, you're one of them. Why don't you, you know, tell us a, a, first a, a little bit about your, about your, your career in golf course management um, and kind of how you got uh, uh, interested in advocacy, government affairs, and eventually how you got involved um, with the Grassroots Ambassador Program. Oh, let's see, Scott. Um, I've been in the golf industry since I was 14. Uh, I started working on a golf course in my hometown that my mom actually worked at when she was a kid. Um, she was, she knew the owner and, uh, got me a job. I rode my bike to work every day. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. I don't really know anything else other than golf. <laughs> um, I graduated from Michigan State University with a bachelor's in crop and soil science in 2007. Uh, and went to Baltimore, Maryland, uh, for my first assistance job. Um, I spent time there until about 2014, uh, when I moved back to Michigan. Um, been at Tamashaner Country Club for six seasons now. Uh, I found out about the Grassroots Ambassador Program from Adam Ickemus, who is our executive director for the Michigan Golf Course Superintendents Association. Um, he asked if I would be interested in being a grassroots ambassador. And I think I replied, what is that? Um, <laughs> and he kind of explained it to me and told me that he would put me in contact with Michael Lee and, uh, Michael and I talked and I went home and told my wife about it. And she looked at me and goes, well, you're going to do it. Right. And I said, well, if you're telling me I need to do it, then yeah, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> so that was kind of how this took off. Um, and through the process, I've gotten to know Michael Lee very well. Um, and it's just been a really blossoming relationship that has gone farther than I ever imagined that it would go. Um, by no means did I have this in mind when I, when I accepted a grassroots ambassador spot, but I'm sure we'll get into that here in just a little while. Yeah, absolutely. Were you, were you particularly interested in politics or, or things like that? Um, I, uh, before doing Scott, this? I was, I was never a politics guy. Um, I, I never thought I would be. Um, my wife is very into politics and she follows it very closely and I never wanted any part of it. I was the guy that would come home and turn sports center on the TV. And these days it seems like, uh, the news is on more than sports center. So it's kind of done a, a little bit of a 180 on me, just paying attention to what's going on and, and realizing that everything has an effect on you, no matter what it is. Um, and being able to try and, uh, help out the golf industry in any way possible and, and push for things that need to be done to help us, uh, is kind of where I've been taking this. And Scott, you know, I jump in there. It's, it's, it's a great point. Most of the, uh, superintendents and other GCSA members that join the grassroots ambassador program don't have a background in politics and it's not really something they ever saw themselves doing, but you know, as you get to learn more about advocacy and you understand the need for it, um, People from all backgrounds get involved. We've really uh, had a good time seeing people develop in the way that they've become advocates. And you hear Kyle's story about growing up in the golf industry. You know, it's always ever done and known. Uh, it's in his family. Um, 
that's part of the message that we take to lawmakers is those kinds of stories. Golf's so much more than just a game. It's a livelihood. It's a profession uh, for over 2 million people in the United States. And uh, that's something that we really try to impress upon lawmakers. It's not just the PGA Tour and what they see online in terms of the tournaments and the golfers and so forth. There's so many benefits to the golf industry. We think our members have a great opportunity to discuss some of those benefits with lawmakers. One little touch on that too, Michael, that I think is important that you hit in the first part there is that you don't have to be in politics to do this. You don't have to have a clue what's going on in politics to do this. Um, I certainly didn't when I started. And you can really take it and run with it as far as you want to run with it. Well, all, all good points about uh, people coming into this with, with not a lot of background in politics and being, being successful and really embracing it, kind of like Kyle, you have. Um, Michael, I, I, I know there are, there's, there's training available to get people introduced to the program and into how it works. Um, that they can do year round. I also know there's there's quite a bit of training that takes place at the golf industry shows. So, uh, how how does GCSA prepare new grassroots ambassador for for the work that they're going to be asked to to do? Well, as Kyle mentioned, you really don't have to have a background in politics or even much of an interest. I mean, advocacy at the end of the day is not that hard. It's talking about what you do on a daily basis. Um, it's just telling your story. So the training we provide really helps ambassadors just hone that message. And uh, we do a lot of, we, we provide a lot of training opportunities throughout the year to help get our, our members and our ambassadors, you know, comfortable with advocacy. Uh, but our premier advocacy training event happens each year at the Golf Industry Show. And that is through Ambassador Academy. So this will be the fifth academy uh, that we've held in a row this year at the 2020 Golf Industry Show. And uh, we always bring in a guest trainer. But last year was the first time that we'd had a former member of Congress uh, join us for the academy. Uh, and that was Congressman Henry Bonilla, uh, Bonilla from Texas. And we had a lot of great feedback on that session. Members really enjoyed interacting with him, speaking with him, asking him questions about what it's like to actually serve in Congress. And so we thought, you know, when preparing for the 2020 GIS, we were allowed to consider bringing back, you know, another former member of Congress. And it's kind of hard to get sitting members of Congress to join us just because they're in session, you know, the golf industry shows during the week. So they're always in DC. Um, so you got to think about, well, what other former members of Congress can you get to join us for Ambassador Academy? And we came up with someone, you know, you had to think about not only a former member, but do they have a, do they love golf? Are they a golfer? Have they been involved in the golf industry in some way? And so we came up with someone who's not only a former member of Congress, but also served in the highest office in the House of Representatives. And so our guest trainer at GIS this year is going to be former Speaker of the House, John Boehner. So we're really excited to have Speaker Boehner uh, with us. He served as the 61st Speaker of the House from 2011 to 2015, and he represented Ohio's 8th District from 1991 uh, up until 2015. So he also served in the Ohio State Legislature uh, before joining Congress, so he's really been involved in the legislative branch of government uh, from many different perspectives and ways, and it should be really interesting to hear from him on you know what life in Congress and, and what life in a legislative body is like. 
And so, you know, regardless of your political stripes, I think anytime you can hear from and work directly with a former Speaker of the House, uh, that's that's an opportunity you jump at. So again, we're really excited to have him. We, we hope that uh, we all come away from Ambassador Academy, you know, better informed as to how to be effective advocates and how to communicate in smart ways with, uh, with lawmakers. So uh, to attend Ambassador Academy, you do have to be a current uh, grassroots ambassador. And please indicate on your GIS registration form that you would uh, that, that you would like to attend or that you will be attending. I think it's uh, seminar code forty one hundred five. So m- m- make sure you mark that either on your paper registration form or or you can do so when when registering online as well. But if you're not currently an ambassador and would like to become one, uh, you can sign up for the grassroots ambassador program at gcsa.org backslash advocacy backslash take action. You can also email me directly at uh, Lee. that's L-E-E, at gcsaa.org. But besides Academy, uh, there, there's other uh, government affairs events going on at GIS. I think we'll get into that a little bit later. Yep. Uh, but we also oper- offer uh, advocacy training opportunities throughout the year. We have online training available 24-7 uh, through our online advocacy curriculum in the Ambassador Central part of gcsa.org and we have also begun doing regional trainings throughout the country so it's a little bit similar to academy in that it's in person and we kind of dig into into what advocacy is all about we wanted to take that on the road because we know that not everyone can make it to the golf industry show so we've done a few of those sessions around the country and uh, if anyone's interested in in hosting uh, an advocacy training uh, session in your region uh, again you can reach out to me and let me know Kyle, how did you uh, how did you train yourself? Did, have you taken part in any of the academies at GIS? Uh, how did you get ready uh, for your first uh, interactions uh, with uh, the senator and the representative in your area? So let's say the first interactions, I had absolutely no training. Um, I just kind of sent an email over to the uh, staffer that I had um, an email address for, uh, just requesting a meeting and never heard anything back and then did it again about a month and a half, two months later. Um, still didn't hear anything back. And then finally, I think the third time I sent the email, I got some interest back um, and actually had the, had a representative from Senator Stabenow's office come out to my golf course. And uh, we had what was supposed to be about a 20 minute meeting last closer to an hour um, and just talked about the golf course. Um, so right there, was kind of my eye opening, like, okay, you've got something going on here. Um, last year at the GIS, I attended the Grassroots Academy and I took a lot more away from that than I did anything else. Um, and I actually looked at Michael at the Academy after it was done and said, I'm going to fill every seat in Michigan when I get back. And we kind of had this little, this little look like, Okay. <laughs> and uh, we got back and that's exactly what we did. Um, between Michael and I, we were able to fill all the seats in Michigan in about, uh, when, it was about two months, Michael. Yeah, Kyle didn't mess around with it. So <laughs> at the time, uh, we had about five or six open spots um, with uh, with members of the congressional delegation from Michigan. And yeah, Kyle looked at me and said, uh, you know, I'm loving this program. I want to get more people involved. I want to fill these other spots. And uh, and so I said, great, I'll take all the help I can get. He said, and I want to do it in about the next month or two. And I said, okay, well, <laughs> by all means, let's do it. And, uh, and Kyle's just a go-getter. He jumped in there and, and sure enough, by the time National Golf Day rolled around in late April, we had all the Michigan spots filled. Well, that's off. That's awesome. And I, 
I was just going to say that it often takes an advocate like that, someone you know, someone who can champion programs to, to really make uh, progress. So kudos to you, Kyle. That's uh, I'm sure they would uh, they might uh, loan you out to other states to help fill fill a few of the <laughs> vacancies they've got out there right now. <laughs> I appreciate that, Scott. But I mean, to be honest, it was making a handful of phone calls to some of the guys that I had known across the state um, in open spots and. I think literally every one of them said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So it's just, it just takes somebody reaching out and asking, um, I think is the main thing instead of, you know, Michael can send an email to everybody in those districts, but that email doesn't mean as much as a phone call coming from an ambassador that's already in that state that you probably already know. Um, and just with a little explanation of what it, what it entails, it's sending a few emails at the very least. And what I kind of, pushed for was for everybody to be on social media um, and to just be able to share any of the messages that come across from ambassadors on social media and tag their representatives in it so that someone in their office is going to see that at some point in time. So that's kind of where that is. Yeah. And Kyle, I know that you, um, so you're, you're officially, officially, uh, paired with uh, Senator Stabenow uh, through the program, but I know you've all, you've also uh, forged a relationship with one of your representatives there, Haley Stevens, who represents Michigan's 11th congressional uh, district. Um, how, how did how did that uh, relationship start? And and I guess I'm I'm curious, and I, I imagine the listeners are too, is how you would describe the relationships with both the senator and, and the representative. Are you the one making most of the the contact with them? Are they reaching out to you um, when they have questions or want some feedback from someone in their area about a certain topic? How how has that been working for you? So I would say they definitely, I am doing most of the reaching out with both, um, Senator Stabenow and, uh, Representative Stevens. Um, but the relationships are a little bit different. Uh, so Senator Stabenow, I have not actually met. Um, I've only been with her staff and met with her staff. Um, and the relationship between, uh, me and Haley Stevens, uh, Congresswoman from Michigan's 11th district kind of grew from some concerns that we were having in our hometown. So, she represents my hometown where I, where I live. Um, and we went to a town hall, my wife and I, with her. And I got to meet her. And we sat through the town hall and we talked. And I left my card with her and explained who I was with, that I was a grassroots ambassador for the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and what we do. And she was very interested. And I said, okay, I've got this one in my pocket. So I reached out about a month later. Um, and just sent an email. I think we were working on H2B at that point in time. Um, and she was, she got back to me. Um, she followed me on Twitter, uh, which was pretty cool, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, then, uh, she, she hosts a lot of town halls around our area. So I tried to make as many of them as I could. And I think we're up to about three or four, um, that I've been to. Um, and each time it's face to face time with her. So she puts that name with the face. And now, you know, we're on a first name basis and shooting emails back and forth, um, you know, once a month or, you know, every other month or whatever it might be. Um, but if an issue comes up, she definitely will take the time to read the email that I send and respond. Um, and it's just that relationships kind of just came out of nowhere. Um, but I saw an opportunity with we were already at a town hall. We're already doing this. So why not throw this on top of it? And it just happened to fall into place and it's working out really well. And she's phenomenal. She, 
I think she does more town halls than any, um, any congressperson, um, that I can think of or that I've seen. Um, so that she makes herself very accessible. So I saw an opportunity there as well. And, uh, the conversations are just really good when we get together. Um, she was able to come out and visit the golf course, uh, this year, excuse me. <clears throat> and she couldn't believe all the different things that we're doing. Um, as far as protecting the environment and doing things like that. And that it's not just the game of golf that gets played. So it's uh it's a pretty cool feeling when you can get that done. Yeah. And Scott, I would add to that, <clears throat> you know, a couple things um, about Kyle's trajectory trajectory and, and really the relationship building process that he's been through. Um, you know, the first is that <clears throat> we often find it when you're paired with a Senator, uh, like Senator Stabenow or any of the others, you know, they cover an entire state. So they're spread a little bit thin and uh, may feel or seem less accessible at times. It's probably because they're just spending less time in your area. They have uh, a whole host of other counties and constituents to to engage with across the state. Whereas, you know, a member of Congress on the House side uh, has a sm- much smaller district and a smaller constituency to engage with. So uh, you, you may see them more often. It may feel as though they're having more town halls. But the, But the second part of that is that you know, Kyle took an initial opportunity by just attending a town hall, staying around long enough to get some FaceTime with the Congresswoman afterwards. And that was just the beginning. But what it took was leaving that business card, doing the follow-up that turned into the golf course site visit that turned into the social media interaction. Um, it, it grew, there was a starting point and it grew from right, there. So right. it's not going to just happen right away that you have a great connection. Um, and it's probably not going to happen just at a town hall, but attending something like that, some sort of public function, maybe it's a community coffee or something like that. And getting that initial FaceTime, that's where it just starts and you have to grow it from, from there. Well, we'll get you right back to our conversation with Michael Lee and Kyle Barton about the GCSAA Grassroots Ambassador Program. But for now, I want to take a second to talk about the good folks at Bear, the presenting partners in the GCSAA podcast and their Flex Solutions platform. As you most likely already know, Bear has long worked with customers to maximize turf performance in the evolving environments that they manage. And right now, don't forget to check out the Bear Flex Solutions platform that moves away from the notion of pre-assembled packs and reinvents how customers participate in early order programs. You can learn more about Flex Solutions by checking out the GCSAA SAA podcast archives and episode 14, where Bears Mark Claudefelter and Sean McNerney join me to talk about Flex Solutions, how it works, and why it's the right solution for superintendents. The Flex Solutions early order program ends soon. So head over to es.bear.us slash flex hyphen solutions today to customize your order and save once again that's es.bear.us slash flex solutions our thanks as always to everyone at bear for their continued support of the gcsa podcast and now back to our conversation with michael lee and kyle barton uh, i want to talk a little bit about um the issues that this program and, and uh, gcsa's government affairs uh, efforts overall address and there and there's two different ones and Michael I'll start with you and let you maybe talk a little bit about GCSA's um, priority issues agenda what that is um, how ambassadors uh, utilize that and and speak to those issues and then Kyle I'll, I'll maybe turn to you afterwards and and maybe you can let us know that what sort of issues are important in your area 
where have you been able to to advance things with the staff that works for Senator Stabenow? Um, where have you been able to work uh, either with staff or directly with Representative Stevens? But I, uh, Michael, I'll let you maybe just kind of tell us what are what is a what are GCSA's priority issues agenda? Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, we, we do this uh, directly through our lobbying efforts. Uh, we also do it through the grassroots ambassadors. They are the messengers. We are the messengers. But what is the message? So our message is prior, primarily the GCSAA uh, Priority Issues Agenda, which is developed by our Government Affairs Committee here at GCSAA uh, every two years. And it covers, well, the main areas of it are water, labor, fertilizer, pesticides, uh, the value of golf, and a couple other things. Um, but, you know, many of the products and practices in the golf course maintenance industry are heavily regulated. And the agenda sets forth what our position, uh, what our positions are on legislation and, and regulation impacting golf course maintenance. So ambassadors are a key part in, in delivering this message to decision makers uh, in Congress and, and also sometimes within the regulatory agencies. Um, but, you know, regarding water and inputs, you know, much of what we practice and preach uh, is also tied back to best management practices. And, you know, BMPs are a great message to take to lawmakers and regulators, not just at the federal level, uh, but also at the state and local level regarding what we're doing as an industry to be good stewards of resources and of the environment, you know, as, as, as Kyle just shared. But uh, if anyone would like to learn more about the priority issues agenda, you can visit uh, the advocacy section of GCSA.org. We have the priority issues agenda up there. We have a toolkit that digs into some of those issues a little bit further. Plenty of information up there. But, uh, but again, ambassadors are the messengers. The priority issues agenda is the message. Uh, Kyle, what's what's been the what has been the big is, the issue in your area that has taken most of your attention as you interact with the uh, the senator and uh, the uh, members of the uh, of the house? I would say that the uh, the two biggest issues so far that that I've really worked on and uh, been trying to get the word out about are uh, the H two B um, and getting us plenty of workers to help us get through these tough seasons. Um, it's hard to find. A lot of people that want to work on a golf course and do labor. Um, so that, that is a very important one for, I think, all golf courses. Um, and then another one um, that I, I believe, and Michael can touch on this after I get done so I don't misspeak, but um, is Waters of the United States, which I think we just had a big win with um, being overturned and, and getting it reworded in such a way that doesn't uh, hinder golf courses from doing, golf course superintendents from doing their jobs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Kyle touched on two of the two of the primary ones that have really been, you know, top of the list in in 2019 um, in terms of H two B. Yeah, we we know that that finding uh, reliable labor has been one of the biggest struggles of golf course superintendents, especially in recent years. In a, in a strong uh, economy and a tight labor market, it's tough to find people that uh, want to work outdoors and, and start the work day at uh, you know 4:30 or 5 a.m. Right. So you know, no matter no matter if you're in uh, the north, you know, up in Michigan or in the northeast or the Mountain West. Uh, you know, golf a lot of times is a seasonal industry in some of those regions. And so uh, finding finding work, finding labor that you just need for part of the year is tough. The H2B program meets that need, except for the fact that there's not enough visas available uh, to not only the golf industry, but many other industries that, uh, that are competing for those same visas. So our ask has simply been to um, increase the number of visas available. Congress hasn't changed that number since the early 90s. So clearly there's a need for some reform there. Um, in terms of WOTUS, 
this absolutely headed in the right direction. Uh, yes, the previous WOTUS rule uh, introduced in 2015 uh, was far too expansive, uh, was sort of classic overregulation uh, from, from the federal government. And so we've been excited to work on repeal of that rule. Of course, it has to be replaced with a better rule. We, we do want clarity on that issue in terms of what is a water that is regulated by uh, the federal government and which waters are regulated uh, by state governments. And so we think we're getting close to a, to a new rule, which likely will be rolled out uh, at the very end of this year uh, or first quarter of next year. Uh, all, all important stuff. The, la- the obviously the labor I- issue is is huge. Uh, we've uh, last several years at GIS. It's been a big topic of conversation, both informally and formally, on through some of the events that GCSA has put together. Um, we've been covering the labor issue throughout GCM in the last uh, eighteen months through a series of stories we've been doing. So, uh, so yeah, obviously. Uh, Huge issues for superintendents in all uh, corners of the country. So uh, let, let's pivot a little bit and let's pivot back to uh, the upcoming uh, golf industry show in Orlando, uh, end of January. Uh, we we've already discussed uh, Michael the uh, the appearance by uh, John Boehner, former uh, uh, Speaker of the House, which I, I know will attract a ton of attention during our time in Orlando. But that's not the only uh, uh, advocacy events, the only uh, uh, things available for uh, grassroots ambassadors. Uh, and any others that might be interested in that. So what what else will be uh, uh, taking place uh, at GIS that we want to bring people's attention to? Yeah, so we always try to offer, you know, a number of different programs uh, for attendees of the golf industry show. Some are geared specifically towards grassroots ambassadors, but certainly others are open to uh, to just anyone attending. So, you know, we're always trying to get more people involved in advocacy, whether it's through the ambassador program or otherwise. So this is always a good sort of recruitment opportunity uh, for the ambassador program. We've talked a little bit about recruitment today and specifically what what Kyle was able to do to help us recruit for the program, but uh, certainly try to spread, spread the word about the program and interest in advocacy at the golf industry show. So, um, you know, I mentioned uh, recruitment, but certainly we want members to be, you know, effective advocates and and develop communication skills uh, necessary. Geez, Kyle, you wouldn't be happening to do this podcast outside, would you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> little flyover, little flyover going there. <laughs> but you know, um, aside aside from Ambassador Academy, where we really hone those those advocacy messages, uh, we've got a few other things that that we're going to be offering as well. So, you know, at, at the Academy, we have that direct interaction with, with, uh, former speaker, John Boehner. And, uh, and, and that'll, that'll be, that'll be a really cool opportunity for ambassadors, but for new advocates, brand new advocates, we also offer sort of an Academy part two. That's really just the meat and potatoes of advocacy. So, you know, Bob Helen and I lead that program. We're both former congressional staffers. So we kind of have have seen advocacy from the other side and we think we know what advocates need to be effective. So advocacy part two is really about, you know, how do you make that first meeting? How do you develop uh, an interesting or effective message that, that stands out to a lawmaker? Remember, they're bombarded by people all across their district every day with different things and asks and whatnot. So, you know, how do you really develop a message that sticks. That's something that we try to go over in, in Academy Part 2. You know, how do you make an appropriate ask and how do you follow up that ask? Um, so, you know, we also walk through some of the online tools and resources uh, that we offer. But but that 
Part two is really designed for new advocates. It can be a good refresher for some of the veterans too. Besides those two academy sessions, uh, we also have the EIFG Donor Appreciation and Grassroots Ambassador Reception. Uh, and this is really our way of saying thanks to all those who've gotten involved in the ambassador program over the years. Um, we'll have a couple of speakers there at the reception and we'll also present the Excellence in Government Affairs Award winner. Uh, that'll be Tuesday from three to four o'clock. And just prior to that, we also have have the quorum call session that's open to anyone attending GIS. Uh, Speaker Boehner will also join us for this session. And then you'll hear from uh, from some superintendents, including Kyle, uh, on how they've been active and effective working with either local, state, or federal lawmakers. So that's kind of a fun, fast-paced uh, program with some different case studies and advocacy. That'll happen on Tuesday from 1.30 to 3 o'clock. So a full, a full agenda. I, uh, Kyle, I... Uh, uh, you mentioned how valuable the academies were to you to really kind of upping your your game. Um, I will uh, kind of let you have the last word on, on this part and let you go and take your uh, helicopter flight wherever it is you're heading. But um, <laughs> what, if you... Uh, if you had to talk to, if a superintendent was was showing interest um, in the ambassador but hadn't made the leap yet, what what would you tell them? Um, uh, how would you encourage them? And what would you tell them about attending GIS uh, and, and taking part in in the academy to really kind of up your game in, in terms of how you're interacting with the uh, uh, the legislator that you're paired with? I think the the thing to take away from this is that if you're even somewhat interested in joining this program then join the program because it's not you're not jumping into something that's going to put it over your head um, it's not going to take much of your time but it can be very helpful to the entire industry um, and the way that michael is handling this program right now i see it jumping to epic levels very very soon um, i think we're going to hit that number 535 right michael we're going to hit that this year or next we year are on and uh and that's going to be there's going to be a party michael's going to throw if that happens so <laughs> well listen we just need uh we just need a bunch more kyle bartons out there really i mean from from not only an advocacy perspective from a recruiting perspective i mean he just gets it and so kyle i can't thank you enough for uh for all your help in that program oh i can't thank uh, you enough for helping me get through it michael thank you <laughs> absolutely and Michael, uh, just if if listeners are are interested in learning more, I'll let you make one more one more sales pitch to uh, to kind of close that gap and, and achieve that goal that we that we I know everyone's working so hard on. So where can people get more information on not just only the the, the ambassador program, but but all of uh, GCSA's government affairs work? Sure. Well, if you do want to sign up for the ambassador program, you can do so online. Um, again, that's gcsa.org backslash advocacy backslash take dash action. So uh, we have a, a nice new signup tool. In fact, we've got a whole host of new tools uh, online that's powered by a company called Voter Voice. So they specialize in grassroots advocacy. They build online tools to uh, to help your advocates be more effective. And so we recently partnered with them. Really excited to roll out that new tool. That's new as of about a month ago. So I really encourage listeners to go take a look at that. You can sign up for the ambassador program. Uh, you can look up information on elected officials. 
You can look up uh, different legislation that we're tracking at GCSAA. A lot of cool new tools in there. Uh, really easy to use, so please go check it out. Also, uh, go to gcsa.org backslash ambassadors to just learn more about the program in addition to what you've heard here today. And uh, and you can also go to gcsa.org backslash ambassador central for um, online training that we've discussed, other resources, examples of ambassador outreach, ambassador written articles that have appeared in GCM. I mean, there's just a wealth of information that's online there. So just go to gcsa.org. You'll see the advocacy button in the middle of the screen. All of our information is there. So please go check it out. Don't forget the best Twitter handle out there, Michael. <laughs> go follow Mike, <laughs> Kansas City Mike. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle, more than anyone, is pushing me. You've got to do more on social. Do more on social. Get on Twitter. So I'll throw it out there for Kyle. My uh, my my handle is at Kansas City Mikey. I tweet about uh, things going on in the ambassador program, other GCSA advocacy-related items. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. Kyle, why don't you go ahead and throw your handle out there as well because it's a pretty popular one. Yeah, you can follow me at Barton Kyle D. And uh, feel free, if you don't feel like reaching out to Michael or you think he's big, bad, and scary, go ahead and send me a DM and uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> well, while we're sharing uh, handles, let's uh, GCM underscore magazine. Check that out as well. And uh, you can uh, stay in touch with the latest uh, uh, information from the magazine, including information on uh, the advocacy columns, labors, uh, water, uh, the sorts of things that we're doing to, to uh, help communicate about uh, the priority issues agenda, uh, the work of the ambassadors, all of that good stuff. So, Gentlemen, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, good conversation. I hope I hope some of our listeners who might have been on the fence about whether they should take the leap have been uh, convinced to reach out to you, with, whether via Twitter or email or, or, or however. So, uh, Michael Lee, great to see you as always. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Thanks, Scott. This was a lot of fun. And Kyle, uh, congrats on on all the success up there. Um, a, a great, a really great model for for other superintendents uh, to follow. So I, I appreciate you uh, taking some time. I know you're uh, trying to rush out a. a last uh, snow mold application here today before uh, before winter really kicks in in your part of the world so i appreciate you taking the time today absolutely scott thank you for having me well that's a wrap on another episode of the gcsaa podcast number 15 my thanks to michael lee and kyle barton for taking the time to join us on this episode to discuss the grassroots ambassador program and gcsaa's broader government affairs activities before you go i want to encourage you to dig into our archives and check out uh, previous episodes of the gcsa podcast that you might have missed you can find those wherever it is you get your podcast and while you're doing that i'm not going to beggar anything Thing, but I will ask you to go ahead and please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on all those same services. It really does help us out when you do this, do that. It helps others find the podcast. So whether you get the podcast through Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, any other other podcast services where we are available, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review. We will be back real soon with yet another episode of the GCSAA podcast. But until then, on behalf of our producer, Evan Bissell, the good folks at Bayer who partner with GCSAA in the production of this podcast and all of us here at GCSAA headquarters in Lawrence, Kansas, I'm Scott Hollister. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again real soon on another episode of the GCSAA podcast. Take care, everybody.